Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. There is a paradigm shift in the way we work as organizations are choosing to work more with a growing global freelance labor market. My guest this time on the HR Chat Show is Nicholas Schroeder, CEO and co-founder of Pro Collective. Nicholas has worked across different industries, ranging from big pharma to advertising. But after completing his master's at Copenhagen Business School, Nicholas focused his efforts on digital solutions for the future of work. At the start of 2020, the vision of building the foundation for work in the decentralized digital future led to the inception of the Copenhagen-based technology startup, ProCollective. ProCollective is a platform for the future blended workforce, providing businesses and freelancers the tech, talent and trust to accomplish more together. The company's vision is to accelerate the world's transition to a more decentralized work by empowering professionals to accomplish more together with essential tools enabling frictionless collaboration and cross-pollination. Nicholas, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR Chat Show today. Thank you very much, Bill. It's good to be here. So beyond my wee introduction there, Nicholas, why don't you tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, your your career background? Yeah, I think you covered it uh, on a high level. I started my career as a marketing specialist in the pharmaceutical industry. But in in 2016, I moved to Copenhagen, uh, where I uh, pursued my master's in international business. And I also worked for a a startup called Cosmic People, which was a crowdsourcing-based agency that leveraged leveraged creativity from crowds across the world, um, consisting of independent workers. And this was my first taste of uh, a new type of workforce model, where we were only, I think, four or five full-time employees. I was a student worker, but four to five full-time but we were working with hundreds of workers across the world. And this was really kind of the, the spark where I saw the potential of, of what the future of work uh, had, to, had to offer. It also planted the, the startup seed in my head. So um, yeah, and d- during my master's, I, I wrote uh, the thesis around how companies like Cosmic People could, uh, could use crowds to manifest collective intelligence and use that as a competitive advantage with regards to open innovation. And uh, this further piqued my interest in the future of work. And then after I graduated um, Copenhagen Business School, I worked at a marketing agency as a strategic advisor. And here I actually worked a bit more closely and personal with some of the freelancers um, when we, when we had big projects, we onboarded them to help with video production and graphic design and whatnot, like a lot of other agencies do. And what I was facing was that there, we didn't have much clarity around who was doing what with, with who and where files of previous work was. And particularly what, what annoyed me was that we didn't see how much money we were spending on different types of talent and Ultimately, we were very much working with freelancers transactionally instead of strategically, and that was a bit of a disappointment. Um, And then uh, last year, I I came across a report from Deloitte where I read that 
only 8% of companies actually have the established processes to manage their alternative workforce. So we were, we were not alone. And this was the, the light bulb moment for essentially for pro collect pro collective. And soon after that, I was fortunate enough to meet a very talented, uh, young developer and, and business person, Marcus Wilstrup. And we set out to solve this, solve these challenges, um, with, with, uh, technology. So that, that pretty, pretty much leads us to present day. Uh, we started pro collective early 2020. And so we're, we're rounding our one year anniversary here. Okay. Thank you. So why don't you, uh, tell our listeners now a bit more about pro collective and perhaps you could also explain a bit about the opportunities of a blended workforce. Yeah, sure. I think, I think it'd be helpful to first explain what a blended workforce is. It's it's fairly inherent in the name, but essentially it's simply creating a building a workforce or an environment where full-time employees work side by side with freelancers. And this offers companies um, interesting opportunities to through la- through leveraging agile talent, they can realize uh, efficiency gains and um increase in productivity and, and cost savings, all this stuff. And, you know, when, when you take a step back and you look at the trends, um, even before COVID, but I think it's accelerated, uh, now after we were seeing the, the freelance labor market projected to reach 50% of the U S workforce by 2028. Uh, and furthermore, 80% of companies were planning to increase their use of freelancers, uh, in, in the near future. So, for us, these these were all indicators pointing to one place, which was there's going to be a shift in uh, in in workforce models and and essentially what the the employer to employee relationship looks like. So, with that being said, Pro Collective was very much built with the vision to um, to build the foundation for work in in this decentralized digital future that that we're heading towards. And just just to touch on some of the the core elements that that we try to to embody and and work with is that we provide context and structure to these complex relationships found in a blended workforce. And like like life, (laughs) blended workforces can get very messy with regards to um, a relation between a manager and an employee and an employee to a freelancer and everything in between. So that's a core aspect in which we try to support uh, through our, our technology and on top of that, we we provide the SaaS tools and uh, SaaS tools for each digital professional out there, and also the oppor- opportunity for cross pollination. Um, so, all these kind of vision and mission pillars led to build a, a two sided solution that facilitates trust, decentralized work, and opportunity uh, through very much efficient network and project and even workforce management. So on the one side, you have organizations where where they gain a competitive advantage from more productive and cost-efficient workflows in their, uh, in, in their blended workforce. And this allows them to be a lot more flexible and scale on demand, which I think would have been very much helpful during uh, COVID. And on the, on the freelance side, we actually we give them a professional network for people uh, they actually work with. We we make their network actionable, and we give them a profile they they own and they build, 
in order to get more work opportunities. So it, it, for us, it takes two to tango and we, we very much focus equally on the organizational side and the freelancer side in, in, our, in, our, in our platform. And as you, as you kind of alluded to a little bit that um, part of the, the impact of, of, of COVID over the past year has been an acceleration of the, the continued workforce of, of, of the number of freelancers, whether that's because a lot of people, frankly, have been laid off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also, I, I think it's given a lot of other people an opportunity to reevaluate what they want to be doing and how they want to work. And, uh, and freelancing uh, is, is pretty appealing for, for many reasons, lifestyle uh, not, not being, not being uh, the smallest part of that. From an HR perspective, in your opinion, what, what has been the impact of, of, of COVID-19 in, in terms of managing a workforce overall? Um, I think you touched on it, and I think COVID has really heightened the awareness um, of the of the potential benefits a blended workforce can offer. And I, I recently read that sixty one percent of HR executives say that they'll focus on reimagining work in the next one to three years, and that's versus twenty nine percent before COVID. So there's an obvious shift and, and a shift and an accelerated shift uh, throughout COVID. And as we're coming out of it, HR leaders are in a, they have a big opportunity to orchestrate work differently throughout their organization. So one of the questions we ask is, you know, can, can HR leaders move from, move towards uh, away from a, a functional mindset and more towards an impact mindset uh, and for us, the the answer is that they definitely should seize that opportunity, and um, and in doing so, they'll they'll realize a lot of benefits of working with external talent in a more integrated way by realizing higher productivity and increased agility and greater innovation opportunities, for that matter. What what's the process then? Maybe you can talk to us about some of those those obstacles, some of those opportunities for, for HR departments when it comes to trying to adopt and, and manage a, a blended workforce. Traditionally, when most of your employees are in-house, so to speak, those touch points and, and frankly, the, the responsibilities and the, and the consequences of, of not doing one's job, uh, perhaps, are perhaps more straightforward, more, more transparent, but it's, it's a different world we're living in now and, and HR folk, they, they need to be able to still manage in, in the old ways with internal employees, but also make the best of, of freelancers, of, of other people who are coming in with, with new skill sets. How on earth do HR people go about managing that, that blended workforce? Mm. That's a very good question. And, you know, as, as a technology startup, we, we definitely recognize that tech is not everything. I often say it's not a it's never a, a re- technology is never really a silver bullet. And so HR really has a lot on their hands with, if they want to adopt a blended workforce and they need to establish new processes and strategies ar- around, around what they're, they're intending to do. So um, I think that the first step would be uh, primarily to, to set a clear vision about how you're looking to, to use a blended workforce for your business. I think, you know, a, a vision for Google is a lot different than a vision for a scale-up, depending on, you know, how, how frequently you want to use freelancers, the types of freelancers, 
uh, and all that. So aligning on a on a clear vision would be a good start. And then after that, I would say defining defining goals and strategies and success cri uh, success criteria that you can actually measure. And I think data is is always a good indicator. So establishing some some success metrics around productivity around uh, around freelancers work is is imperative to um, to understand how you can progress. Uh, and I think this, this trend of new workforce models is here to stay. So the more time and you invest in setting up the right processes and, and the right success metrics, it, it'll be worthwhile. And then lastly, I would say that technology needs to be a core focus after you have the vision and the, the strategies in place. It's Tech can be a huge enabler uh, with regards to automating processes and and just making things go a lot faster. Um, and so tech can can design work in, in ways that allow people to perform at their best through collaboration. And and one thing that we at Pro Collective do is or try to do is really personalize the experience for whether you're a manager. You know, we have a manager account is more of an administrator. Uh, of of their their account, whereas a manager, uh, an employee, sorry, would just see the work that's relevant to them and the tools relevant to them. And the same thing goes for a freelancer. They don't need to see all the extra features for the administrator. But um, so I think tech tech once you get this this right stuff in place, tech can be a, a huge uh, opportunity. Shortly, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how we can put some safeguards in place to make sure that we find the right people, you know, whether they're internal employees or external hires. Uh, but before we get into that, though, I, I'd like to hear from you. What, what are your thoughts around, around some of the opportunities? I feel like we've been quite positive so far, but, but mainly I'd like to hear from you about what are some of those potential risks when we consider the increasing mix of permanent and independent workers for, for organizations elsewhere? everywhere so for example is there a risk in in losing a degree of uh, employee engagement uh, a, a degree of affiliation with the employer brand if if folk aren't actually employees um, and they've got other gigs going on hmm. that's a it's a good point I, I i have i i recall that you know i think one third of companies are are scared of the reputational risk that could arise with um, with using external talent. There, there's a negative. Some companies have a see it as a negative perception, and it, it can encumber on their uh, employer branding. I think that's a fair point, um, but I also think you know a, a lot of talent today, especially in, in younger generations. All the a lot of the really good talent they probably want to work for themselves and so being a company that can encompass you know the traditional full-time employees and also those kick-ass freelancers i think that's that would if done correctly that can create a very unique um culture and environment for people to work in and and that being said also if done correctly employees and freelancers they can they can talk and um, discuss things that that otherwise would not come up because they're they're not all in the same environment. So I think there's that negative perception is just that, just a perception. But I, I think if done correctly, it can be uh, can be mitigated. 
Another risk that I think would be worth mentioning that I can definitely understand is the the risk around compliance. Um, uh, I have here that that forty two percent of companies are are worried about the loss of confidential information uh, due to using external workers and completely fair and understandable risk, but a completely um, approachable problem with with any tech solution that can automate contract signing or if you have if you have an established onboarding process, these things can um, will, will be taken care of as soon as you hire an external worker. So I think the risks are our perception, which which I think is um, is just a kind of an old old mentality. And with regards to risk of compliance, that can be mitigated through through technology and, and automated processes. Um, but the opportunity is is definitely now. And the you know if you think about it, the, the risk, another risk is not taking the opportunity to work with a blended workforce because you you lose out on all the benefits of cost savings and innovation and all these things being able to scale and be flexible when when the market is is volatile. So I, I think um, I think that the, definitely the time is now. The risks are fair enough, but it shouldn't stop anyone from from reevaluating their uh, how they work. So maybe traditionally. If if uh, a company is looking to to outsource, perhaps that that'll be done within, for example, uh, you and I both have marketing backgrounds. Okay, so perhaps um, perhaps the marketing department needs help with I don't know creative, for example, or maybe they need um, someone who's an expert in uh, a CRM, something like that. Okay, and and in the past, perhaps it was them who'd go out and source uh, th- those potential freelancers and and then do. A degree of onboarding, perhaps not enough onboarding in the old days. Um, perhaps, it, but perhaps it was that that marketing department who did that. Why mm-hmm. do you think actually now, as as we're seeing such huge swathes of of, of freelancers and en- entering the workforce and and blending with internal employees, that it's important that it's the HR department who's involved in sourcing and onboarding of of that alternate workforce talent. I think that's a very good point. And I think it's, I, I like statistics. 39% of companies say that HR is not involved in the sourcing or hiring decisions for their contract workers. And this is, in, in, our, in my opinion, this is quite bad because, you know, if I was a, a marketing manager and I hired someone to do a task, that's all it would be. It would just be someone to fill the gap and it would be transactional. But if you're shifting towards a more blended workforce, that's a long-term game. And you, the network of freelancers you want to have around you need to fit with your with your culture, with how you work, um, and all these things, all the kind of fluffy things, but the important things for creating a good environment that, that produces actually better work. So if, if HR can can work with um, work with the right people to set up the right process that that vets freelancers on a more holistic way, then I think the it might take a bit longer, but the outcome would be that you have an actual good relationship and, and a trust based relationship, which is uh, which is imperative in the in the long run. And we actually have a a very unique case right now, which is kind of challenging the 
the recruitment model, uh, the traditional recruitment model, whereby we're partnering with a, a local Danish university college and we're connecting those students with companies. And what that offers companies is um, a, a new kind of the next generation recruitment process whereby they can spot new talent um, and actually work with them. And what better way to see if they're a good fit for your company than to actually see how they work and 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 all that. And on the other side, of course, the students have the opportunity to uh, to gain professional experience, build their portfolio, and uh, of course, earn some earn some cash on the side. So, I think you know this the 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 the, the shift towards new workforce models is all encompassing. It it also changes the way uh, we should and the way we we the way we rec recruit. Um, and that's what we're doing with this case, which is which we're pretty excited about. Okay, I want you to uh, uh, reach under your desk now, Nicholas, and find your crystal ball. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, because we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna make some uh, um, we're gonna make some prescriptions for the for the future of other workforce. In, in your opinion, what is the role of, of technology in, in the future of HR and blended workforces? What, what what sort of technologies do you think will be absolutely essential to make sure that uh, your your contingent workers, your, your your freelancers, are happy. They're productive. Maybe you want them to stay with you a heck of a long time, but you don't want to give them that employee contract. So, do we need to look for things like uh, new ways to to adopt technology so that uh, you can offer benefits that perhaps previously would only have been offered to employees? You know, things like um, healthcare benefits. Uh, uh, ways to help right now look after kids when freelancers are, are working from home. What, 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 are, what are some of those ways that you see to, in the next five to 10 years to, to help the HR department manage that blended workforce? Ooh, I wish I had that crystal ball right now, but <laughs> <laughs> all, all I can, all I can really say is that technology will be essential. And you can kind of see now that, you know, companies are, creating their own makeshift solutions with different uh, SaaS tools or, you know, they, they can use Zoom and Monday.com and, and Upwork to source talent. But at the end of the day, it, those things, they, they can work, but there will be gaps, there'll be roadblocks in how those things connect. And so that, that, that's where, not to always call us out, but I think Pro Collective does that very well, where we provide a complete solution. But I think, you know, even throughout COVID, I, I, I read an article that AstraZeneca, um, the pharmaceutical company, they used, you know, collaboration technology to coordinate um, uh, research and development across uh, all therapeutic areas across different countries. And this is they claim that it definitely sped up the um, sped up the process to a vaccine. So people are doing what they can and doing it well with what tools are available now. But the the HR software market, from my understanding, has not been historically very good at um, incorporating non traditional workers in their tools. And um, one of the things that Pro Collective does well is it supports all these complex relationships uh, at the forefront. And I think when it comes to pension and healthcare benefits, that is that that would be very compelling for a company to invest their time in. I don't think it'll happen right now because 
I think there are already companies are already a bit behind. Um, but I think also I think you know governments will play regulation will play a big role in in supporting uh, uh, gig workers or freelancers. So uh, the the crystal ball is not working completely at the moment, but I I do, I do see um, a lot of different factors playing into a, a more um, conducive environment for for freelancers uh, in the future. I'd love to challenge you now in in sixty seconds or less. What what do you think is is unique about Pro Collective compared to other technology solutions out there right now? Well, we've uh, we've built Pro Collective from the from the ground up with the blended workforce in mind. So this makes Pro Collective unique in that we provide a tailored experience based on the role of the worker in the company. So if you take an HR manager, for example, we, uh, they will have access, administrative access to our software tools such as onboarding flows, contract handling, and reporting to help boost compliance and overall streamline manual processes when dealing with external workers. But meanwhile, um, we provide the, the broader blended workforce of employees and external workers with a user-friendly experience where they're provided tools that matter to them, which is um, based around collaboration and building relationships. So this ensures that their experience is not cluttered with tools that they don't need or don't care about or even shouldn't use. So in, in short, Pro Collective simplifies the often messy and complex nature of a blended workforce by providing the experience for what you as an individual professional are actually trying to do, whether you're an HR manager, a project manager in a team or an external worker. Uh, Nicholas, before we do finish for today, how can our listeners connect with you personally, whether that's through LinkedIn, through Twitter, maybe you're on TikTok, but also how can they learn more about all the awesome <laughs> things happening over at Pro Collective? I recently deleted my TikTok account because I'm too old for that. But um, <laughs> you can, yeah, my name is Nicholas Schroeder. You can find me on LinkedIn, but uh, I would encourage anyone interested in this to uh, go to our website, procollective.io. And there's a contact page where you can reach out to me directly. And we'd be happy to talk to you and, and share our thoughts on how our solution can uh, can fit your needs and also just, just have a chat. I'm interested to talk to anyone. So thank you, Bill. And, and that just leaves me to say for today, Nicholas, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. It was a true pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 